0: This is The Leading Second Podcast. We're on a mission to raise up uncommon church builders and be the kind of leaders our pastors would kill to have on the team. Well, what's up Leading Second? Welcome back to season three of The Leading Second Podcast. My name is Brandon Stewart. So excited, so honored that you're here today, that you're gonna spend a few minutes with us. If you lead from the middle, in any capacity in your church, or you serve on a team, you serve a vision bigger than you, then leading second is for you. So welcome home. Welcome to our tribe. And uh pray this, this conversation today helps all of us who are finding ourselves leading during the COVID-19 uh, pandemic here. 2020 uh, is really turning out to be a funny year for all of us. And I know if you're like me, none of us saw this coming and yet here we are, and God has allowed us, and I would even say entrusted us to lead during this very critical season. And I just pray that today's conversation is going to help all of us. If you haven't yet, I would encourage you to hit the subscribe button. However, you're listening to this podcast today, um, it'd be our honor to spend a few weeks with you here as we have some conversations uh, that we believe will help all of us. Uh, hey, today we are continuing our series called How to Have. A personal revival. I personally believe that one of the greatest things that we can do during this time of stay at home orders and quarantine and leading from home is that uh, we can allow God to come and do a work on the inside of us. And so today I don't want to just talk to you as a leader. I want to talk to you as you, as a believer and a follower of Jesus, and just believing that right now we could all find our way to a place of just new decisions and new commitments, allowing God to come and do in us in this season what only He can do. I believe that um, it would be irresponsible of us actually to not change and transform during this season. So I pray that today helps. And continuing our conversation, there was no one I wanted to talk to next, as really as a first interview up in this conversation, than my pastor. Pastor Kevin Gerald, as many of you know, I've been planted in the same church my whole life, Champion Center, uh, here in the Seattle-Tacoma area, under the leadership of pastors Kevin and Sheila Gerald. Uh, Pastor Kevin is my spiritual father, is a hero to myself and so many of us. And his wisdom in these times is second to none. I just wanted you to hear uh, from him today, and uh, specifically, I talked to him today just about uh, what he, as a lead pastor, is looking for from his team right now, and I felt like maybe. That would be a great window into our world and uh, something that would help you in your own context today. So I pray this conversation helps you and fuels you. Uh, So without further ado, here it is, my conversation with Pastor Kevin on how to have a personal revival. Well, Pastor Kevin, thanks so much for uh, a few minutes jumping on a call today. And it's so funny doing this because I haven't even seen you for a few weeks uh, now. So uh, how are you? It's good to see your face. It's so
1: strange, like you said, to be in the same city with your team and be moving forward with your your normal posse, your normal uh, group of people, but you're not even seeing each other. And the flag. So, yeah, we're doing really well, Brandon.
0: Yeah, this has been such a unique season for all of us. I guess we're all in the same boat. And um, yet I think we're all sensing um, God's up to something right now. And and what we merge into is not going to be the same as where we've been. And, um, I'm loving, thank you, by the way, just as our, as our leader and our pastor, you know, thank you that you're up for that. And you, you've been talking to us about that. You had a family meeting with our church about that. And, um, I'm really excited for where, where our church is headed, where the kingdom of God is headed right now. I believe some really great days ahead.
1: Yeah. Thanks for saying that. I, I think it's really important for leadership, um, to understand that and to seize the opportunity, seize the the time um, I, I've been saying to our team and the leaders as I've been talking to them that I think that we're in the biggest transition of our lifetime. Totally, and I don't think that we ever have had or probably will have a larger transition in terms of uh, our leadership and, and leading people through a transition um, like we are right now. So yeah, it's it's a daunting task ahead of us, uh, but it's a it's a privilege to actually be a part of it and to know that God is counting on us and that God sees us as capable of leading in a time like this.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and that's um, in fact what we're going to talk about today. Is we're going to talk about the season that we're in, and also, uh, Lord willing, you know, God will give us wisdom and insight into the season that we're going into. Uh, because he is certainly sovereign over all of this and um i think we're just issuing this challenge through leading second right now that that um our churches will move forward when we move forward personally you know that that when we get better um, the church gets better and that the only real lid our churches face anyways is a leadership lid and so i'm just issuing this really bold call right now to have a personal revival right now as a leader i'm doing it i'm i'm praying more right now than I have in a long time. And I'm reading and I'm, 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 I'm studying, I'm being intentional and just figuring, I want to emerge from this season different. I want to emerge from this season better. I just feel like that's how we serve our, our pastors well in this season. So I guess I'd love to just hear from you. First of all, we're, we're, we're leading in a season of crisis and, and we're leading in a realigning season. Just talk to us for, for a minute from you as a leader. Um, what rhythms are are working for you in your life right now? Like how how are you um, intentionally approaching your own leadership life and leadership development right now?
1: You know, I always tend to be, um, I I pride myself, I guess, in being self-aware and I've always felt like it was a strength of mine. And so let me just start with this is that it's come back around to me, uh, some teaching that I have done for for years, but I haven't in quite some time. And that that is the you know the teaching on how leadership is a spirit. And it's not a task. Um, it's not something you do. It's not a list that you make. Leadership begins as a spirit. And so I felt like in this time, when you start talking about rhythms, I want to just start with like what you were describing, and you use the word of personal revival. I want to say that what I feel like is that I've been brought back to the realization that I'm I'm starting to get. Uh, I don't know. I've just become more connected to uh, the the call of God and the fact that I am here for such a time as this and. Yes that my moods have not always been the best on these mornings I'm waking (laughs) up. So I'm having to have a personal life. I'm, I'm having to learn how to, you know, how to walk through some of that and to deal with the negative realities that we're facing. And the way to do that is to get back to, you know, to get back to our own heart, spirit, and, um, and you know, spend more time um, in places of prayer and worship and devotion and connecting with God. And and we all know that when you're going through something, it does come a little bit easier because you're just kind of like, oh my God, I can't. And you know, if you have sense enough to turn on you know the right worship music and sense enough to just set up the surroundings well. You you find yourself back into a flow that is at spirit level. So my routines right now I think are are back to that uh, more so than they were. Um, in just that every day I'm I'm in the presence of God every day. I feel like God's really uh, close to me yeah. right
0: now. Yeah.
1: And so that's been a reality. And then out of that has been out of that awareness and that sense of purpose has come. uh, Okay, I can't go to my gym like I normally go to my gym and my physical man is really important. This is not a time for me to let down uh, on some of this stuff. This is time for me to figure out how to um, get out and and get my breathing going. (laughs) heavy. Yeah, Totally. There's not a time for me to go, you know, eat all my favorite foods repeatedly day after day and binge out on the donuts and the sugar. And so, so all of those disciplines, that I guess I have built into my life, they have, they have come back as, you know, the main thing right now. They're just, they're just different and they're finding a different place to land. I'm having to approach it absolutely differently, but that's what my rhythms look like in that I'm getting up in the morning Uh, A little bit more time, devotion-wise, a little bit more just settling into the day, I guess, spiritually. And then I'm going after, you know, the the physical. I'm doing the walks that I need to do, the stair climbing I need to do. I've got a few weights in my house that I'm throwing around a little bit, just wanting to stay strong physically. And I find that when I do those things by, you know, by mid-morning, my mind's in a really good place. Yep. And and then I'm showering and putting on clothes as if I were going to work. Um, and obviously I don't work in a suit and tie, but I've been putting on clothes and you know, and pretending I'm headed over to one of our offices or office space with somebody, um, although I'm staying right here in my house. And so, you know, that that rhythm of um, of starting my day like that. And thinking that way is the beginning of every day for me. Um, so I don't know how much further you want me to go. I mean, there's obviously the stuff I'm doing, like I'm doing with you right now and the meet- meetings that I go through all day. But I think that's really what you wanted is to know how am I approaching the day with the consistency. And that's what that looks like. And I couldn't, honestly, I I I don't do well without that. And so.
0: Yeah, I just loved where you started too. Um The leadership is a spirit and I was hoping you weren't going to elaborate too much on that because I've thoroughly ripped you off on that over the years and then people were going to know where I got it. So, (laughs) uh, (laughs) no, I'm joking. Uh, but I, I, people, um, hear what you say, but they become who you are and they, they catch who you are and no doubt. Um, you know what I'm even feeling right now? I mean, we're several weeks into this we've been even having leadership conversations. You and I have, you know, like this for a few weeks now. I mean, let's be honest. Um, it got old this morning when I woke up. I mean, it was, uh, I wasn't excited to jump on another zoom meeting today. You know, I, I want to go to the church and I want to be in the office and, and yet, um, we don't have that choice to, to walk around with that spirit. Um, that wouldn't be helpful.
1: And I think the tension exists, and authenticity on one side, you yep. know, good people are like, well, come on, you gotta be real, this sucks, you know, this is hard. <laughs> and and I think this is a really good for, for new leaders or up and coming leaders as well as uh, experienced leaders. I just think this is a good time for us to come face to face with this reality that on one side, there's the need for authenticity, but then when all of that is flushed out, it all starts back with us. Like your leader, yes. your, your spirit has to get into the place of leading the way into what is right and is yes. proper and appropriate. And there's a discipline in that. And so while some would say, you know, you're not being real, I would challenge that. And, and I would say, no, I'm being a leader. So at wherever authenticity, it has to rest within that, which you just did and and i believe in that you say you know i got up this morning and i felt this way i mean that's authenticity yep. but leadership is saying but i'm going to do something about that and it starts with me and yep. and lead ourselves first and that empowers us and actually it it not just empowers us it qualifies us to actually lead other people
0: yeah uh, that's yeah very well said qualifies us to lead other people well Um, Well, here's one of the biggest questions I wanted to ask you today. Um, And I love getting our leading second tribe into the mindset of lead pastors. So uh, talk to us a minute about what the staff members or team members look like who are absolutely killing it right now. You don't have to use names, of course, uh, but just like what, what do those leaders look like that even though we're in a weird season, a season we didn't ask for, you know, season unlike any other, what do the team members look like that are just killing it, putting points on the board for you?
1: Well, I got to go back to what I just said for the first thing is that, and I'm thankful for, you know, I've been doing this a long time and I am so proud of our team because I've had the, I've had the chance over years of leadership to, um, you know, to stick with the people who are strong and to build my life with those people. So um, I wanted to just qualify, but, but actually the people who I'm not having to drag along right now, that's the first thing. Like, I, I think it's really, I hope every leading second person hears me um, when I say this to you. Yeah, maybe maybe you would say, well, I wish our pastor could hear you talk like this. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe you could do all that, but let's get back to, to you and to say, what is it that pastors need? Um, from staff leaders and whats I'm, I'm appreciating about the most in my team is the people who are they're, they're doing what I just said themselves so I know they're having to fight to get there but they're fighting to get there and they are they are taking charge of their spirit and they're they're getting up day after day and they are game face on Let's get this done. Let's do what we have to do. And nobody's going to have to kick me in the, in the rear to do it. Nobody's going to have to prod me along. It's, it's time for me to, to go forward. So first of all, it's that spirit. Um, And second, so that, that's what I'm appreciating the most. And secondly, is I think the, the people who are innovating right now, the, the most, they're really capturing my appreciation um, the people that are innovating at a high level, um, not not just business as usual, but they are asking themselves, how can we do what we're doing and we want to do, do it better than ever? And so that's been very, and I could name some of that if you'd like examples, but that's what's really, in summary, meant the world to me.
0: Well, I'll never forget the very first staff meeting that we had. I mean, I think it was within three days of, you know, our, our governor here in Washington state, you know, calling a, a ban on gatherings over two hundred and fifty, And of course that effectively shut down all of our locations. And, um, that first Monday morning staff meeting, I mean, you walked in and said, everyone's job has just changed and didn't give a lot of. I mean, give some clarification, of course, but probably not enough for some people. And, and yet we just, we had to go it it was go time. And I'm sure in that moment that, that innovative spirit really, um, became very valuable for you.
1: Yeah. And I actually, I, I was honest enough with everyone to say, I don't know what the road ahead holds. Um, I don't know what that looks like in terms of our church's ability to actually, staff everyone and us be able to afford to the staff that we have we just try to get really honest and real and and to let them know I'm not here to threaten anybody today uh, but I'm here for a reality check that my world is your world and my realities are your realities and the reality is, is we don't know we don't know what's ahead completely but right now I'm being as uh, responsible as I possibly can to get innovative, ask myself, how do we better serve our church family? And I need every one of you to be asking that question in your particular places and spaces. How do we serve our church family now? And let's let's do the pivot and let's pivot to however we need to. And I'm confident, I just told the team, I'm just confident that if we do that and pay attention to that, that our value is going to come through. And that we're all going to be able to still be standing here together as a team when it's over. If you don't do that, if you get down on yourself, if you get, uh, you know, d- depressed, discouraged, if you don't synergize, if you don't innovate, then probably this thing is going to leave you behind. Um, so, you know, one, one thing that
0: happens in crisis or, or maybe not just crisis, fast moving environments is that communication gaps can show up you know and sometimes people don't get all the information that they need or 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 get left out of a meeting unintentionally it was it was not intentional it was just the the byproduct of things moving so quickly and this thing was coming at us of course none of us have a blueprint for this so what would you say to the team member right now like get in the head of the team member who's feeling left out on communication or you know, is, is maybe even a little bit offended. They, they, they weren't in a meeting they thought they should be in or there, you know, there's some gap showed up somewhere. What would you say to that team member right now?
1: I I would say that um, there's a smallness in being able to say, well, I'm not being told what to do. Um, I'm I'm not, you know, I don't know what my pastor wants. I, I don't know what, there's a real smallness in that compared to a person who says, I get the big picture. And the big picture is that we have a church to serve. We have a purpose that we're here for. We have a connection that needs to happen. We have communication that needs to take place and being responsible for that and owning that and taking ownership of this whole thing um, is something everyone can do. Every single staff member can own the situation. So good. So good. And that's what I would encourage every staff member to recognize and realize. And, you know, this is true anytime in a fast-moving organization like you you pointed out. I think a lot of times people dream of being part of, you know, a faster-moving or larger organization. (laughs) But what I found out is that the further you go, the more growth you have, you end up working with the people who can actually, they're self-starters. They can initiate and they can, they they are creative. They're not waiting for someone to you know to tell them what to do. They are intuitive enough to figure it out, pick it up and go with it and own it, just ownership. And just realizing that, hey, my, my leaders want me to own and go. And you know, if if I need to be corrected along the way, we'll let that happen. But for now, um, it's up and going and moving forward. So That's what I would just say to any staff member that might be, have a tendency and people, some personalities, and I I get that. You're just real boundary oriented. This is not a time to be boundary oriented. You need to kick the doors down on the boundaries in your mind and get bigger in this setting. And it will not only be a blessing to you, but it will be a blessing to your church and to your pastor as well.
0: So good. So good, which I guess leads me to maybe one of the final things I wanted to ask you about. Um, of course, everyone is so excited to emerge from this season. Um, in fact, there's even a debate in this nation about how we emerge from this season. And and this podcast is not the place where we're going to get into that. Um, but no doubt we will emerge at some point from this season. God help us, you know, emerge better uh, from this season. So I would just love to ask you what lessons, um, would you like to see our team learn during this season and take forward or, or what lessons do you see our team learning right now that you'd like to see us take forward? Just talk about the dream team for a minute that you see after this and, um, how we can really, um, I guess, embrace the good side of this and take it with us as we move on.
1: Well, I would like for uh, the flexibility of this season to go forward with our team. Um, I would like our team to have realized during this season that we can flex and we're actually good at flexing and the flexibility that we have by demand has been placed on us is something that we should, you know, forever uh, hold on to. Um, moving forward. The next season we should we should maintain the flexibility that we have shown we're capable of having. Um, and I would like for our team to move forward with the ownership that they've demonstrated during this season. Um, I feel like that the ownership aspect of what I just talked about, owning it is something our team has done really well. They've done it at a higher level though in this season. I, I think you know I've got a good team again, so but but I would say owning this in its entirety and not being territorial. But for example, in our world right now, because we all went to online, uh, we went to two big things, Brandon, as you know, and that was I wanted communication systems uh, developed and built and hardwired where we were going to the perimeter of our church family, the perimeter, the least involved person that calls this their church. If we have them in a database and that's where we're going and then we're working our way back into the core. So that system like had to be built, it had to be developed, it had to. So so people are doing calls, teams are being aligned around that like never before. And then the second thing that we wanted to do well was online ministry. Like we wanted to actually minister through Zoom and through webinar, through whatever format. We wanted to interact at a higher level and create better connectivity through that as well. So those two things have opened up like a whole lot of depth in terms of our discovery of how to do that and how that actually works itself out. So in the season to come, um, my hope is that that same ownership that people have taken to figure this out, um, our children's ministry is a great example of that. They're they're now three different age groups that they're developing every week. They're developing online as well as daily and they're doing it all online and they're amazingly creative now, more creative than ever. That's what I want, the flexibility, the ownership, and the ingenuity is the top three things that I would say I want to take forward. Absolutely, I'm praying and hoping that none of us would, in our team, would think of the past as somewhere we're going back to. I want our whole team, and I know it starts with me, but I've talked to him again this morning Please, let's try to get rid of all sentimental attachment to the way things were, and let's all start imagining how things can be, and let's let go and be quick to let go of what we may have loved yesterday if it doesn't fit into tomorrow. So that, to me, those three elements that I named are at the forefront of that thinking, is we got to be flexible, we got to take ownership, and we got to be innovative to be able to go into the future without relying and leaning back on the way we did it yesterday.
0: So good. So good. And, um, you know, I just want to say a big thank you to you for taking a few minutes out today to talk to us to talk to some leaders. I know you're yeah, you know, like all of us, you're you're on Zoom all day, all day, every day. So I, I really, really appreciate this and value this. And um, I know wherever someone's listening to this or whatever few minutes away from kids and homeschool and all of it they got to listen to this, I know it'd be valuable. Um, let's just end with this one final comment. Just go go up to a really high, you know, 30,000 foot view for a second. Um, what are you excited about seeing in our church when we gather again? You know, when we're when we're back together in the house, um, just just bleed your heart for a minute. What are you most excited about to see in our church?
1: That's a really tough one for me because I am, I am right now so focused on the process of it, Brandon, um, that I am being careful to <laughs> not imagine too much. And I'm sorry, I can't answer it clearly for you, but the most exciting thing honestly, for me, is probably five to six months away, at least, Um, and that is when we have arrived at a place of peace that will only come through the courage of this season. Um, There's something about being fulfilled and being at peace that only comes after a battle. You know you have to fight a battle but you fight it because there's peace on the other side. And that to me, when we actually get to a point as a church family, for me, it's not about how big the gathering is or how it's more about a church that says we made it, we made it. And to God be the glory, like guys, look at what has happened. Look what the Lord has done because we were faithful He's always been faithful, but you were faithful. I was faithful. They were faithful. We were faithful. And look at what has—we made it through the battle. We got a few cuts, bruises, and scars, but we're standing stronger than ever before. And that, to me, that's the imagery. I guess that I would say I look forward to.
0: That's beautiful. Exactly what I was looking for, and. You know, I think you've been so helpful to us and to I know pastors everywhere in helping us do what you call extend your timeline that, um we may not be out of this tomorrow. I mean, I know even as we're talking today, I know there's various governors out there having press conferences and making announcements, and yet we we truly don't know. and and I, I, your voice, even just personally has been so helpful to me, like, okay, extend my timeline. Extend my timeline. I mean, when I got into this, I was thinking, I can't wait to get on an airplane again in three weeks. And I've, I mean, just, I've, I've come to peace if I don't do that the rest of this year. Like I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm itching to, you know, do what I do, but, um, I'm okay with it. And you, you, you've been really helpful. I think to all of us just get out there and don't try to get out of this thing too quickly. The, The God's up to something.
1: Yeah, well, uh, thank you for saying that. I really, in my core, I have this sense and faith that at the end of this, let's just call it the end of this year, um, I really believe that we're gonna be shocked and surprised at, at the spoils of battle that we've collected. And we're going to be in a different mindset, we're gonna have a different spirit, We're not the same. We are already not the same. But you add a few months of blessing to that and getting back together again to that. And uh, like I said, the innovative nature uh, that lies ahead for us. And you will have some really great uh, victories. I I really believe that. I I would just say to everybody who's a part of Leading Second, um, make sure you stay united Make sure you do your part to, you know, be united with your team, Um, not just in support of your pastor, but to keep the team together right now. The enemy will try to separate us. The enemy will try to get us off on our own, you know, self-pity or our own ideas about the way this should happen or that should happen. And I would say right now um, to this, you know, the leading second family out there, um, just just make sure that you are sowing seeds um, that God can use through this time for a greater victory and triumph on the other side of it.
0: That's beautiful. Beautiful. Well said, and we'll leave it there for today. Thank you so much, Pastor Kevin, for a few minutes today. Thank you for your voice. We highly value it.
1: Thanks, Brandon. Love you guys.
0: Well, hey, I'm so glad that you spent a few minutes with us today and you got to hear from my pastor. I think you can agree that... Um, his voice is, is just one of those that we need to be hearing right now. So thank you, Pastor Kevin, for a few minutes today. Uh, hey, if this podcast has resonated with you, why don't you hit the subscribe button, however you're listening to this today. Uh, we have several more conversations coming your way over the next few weeks, and it would be our honor uh, to spend some time with you and just speak into your world right now, um, wherever this coronavirus season finds you at. And Hey, if you're listening to this today, I just want you to know um, we love you. We're standing with you We're in your corner uh, if you're feeling weary right now you're feeling disconnected you're feeling lonely um whatever the case may be i just want to encourage you to run to jesus that's the only thing i know to encourage you to do today is run to jesus and i know that he will meet you right where you're at and he will encourage you and he will fill you uh, and we i believe you will mount up on wings like eagles and run and not grow weary and walk and not faint in this season may that be our story as church leaders, as we lead in a critical time. So, hey, Leading Second, we love you. We're, we're praying for you. We're standing with you. Until next time, let's run strong for the kingdom and lead in an uncommon way together. For more information, you can go to leadingsecond.com and find our digital magazine. You can also follow us on Instagram at leading second to keep up with our community of uncommon church builders.